0: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff, 32 minutes past the hour, liftoff
1: on Apollo 11. Hello, hello everybody, welcome back, Standing Brothers Show, episode 135, I am your host Tim Apple, joined (laughs) by Harry Doyle here, and we have a fantastic show for you guys, um, later in the episode we get a special guest, Bill Microsoft is gonna be coming by the, uh, the episode, and um, And Jeff um, Amazon, Donald Hotel will also be here as well.
0: (laughs) And Jeff Amazon, Jeff Amazon,
1: (laughs) that is my favorite. I was just talking before the show. That's my favorite Trump moment. Um, For those of you who don't know, um, there was a a meeting that Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, had at the White House, and they were talking about uh, moving more of Apple's um, manufacturing um to him um, to america and it was kind of this you know summit or whatever you want to talk about and um during trump's like talk to the press he was saying how much he appreciates them working together and he says um we're doing great work you gotta bring apple back back to america but we thank you all that you do tim apple
0: <laughs> he
1: calls tim cook tim apple and then like days later the media is like Confronting him about, it. he's like, "No, nope, I never said that. Never happened. <laughs> I love Tim. Tim's great. Okay, okay. His phones. Okay, they're probably crap. I don't know. More of an Android kind of guy, but Tim Apple. I mean, I mean, I mean Tim Cook. Great, <laughs> great, great guy. I never said that. I, I, I miss him. We don't deserve him.
0: As if uh, the president uh, <laughs> getting someone's name wrong is newsworthy.
1: Yeah, there's a, the It's a, like out of all the things to talk to him about. Yeah. Um, did you call Tim Apple? Did you call Tim Cook Tim Apple Trump? No, it never did it. It did, never happened. You're fake news. You're stupid. You ask a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> Folks, how are you doing this wonderful Friday morning? We are up and at it pretty early today. Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great week. We got a lot of things to talk about today. Um Joe, how are you today?
0: I'm, I'm fine. You're I'm good. just chugging right along. Chugging right
1: along like a big choo-choo train, yeah. You on you on board the train of life, the soul train? Yes, soul train. The, the hippest trip around. The hippest trip around. We're all we are all on the train of life around this giant marble, flying through space at a million miles an hour. So let that sober you up, folks. Um, got a lot of things we'll talk about today, and um, get some announcements at the end of the show. Um, just some just some more technical um. Paperwork stuff we have to just kind of put out to everybody, but um, yeah, a lot of stuff in the news, Joe. A lot of things happening and moving and grooving. Big things, big things, big things.
0: Um, I guess you know, the the biggest news is the whole Supreme Court thing. Oh yeah, have you been? Have you, wa- you been watching this? How can I not? How can you not be watching this? Right? <coughs> Excuse me, it's Ro- my, my Rona's coming back. <coughs> <coughs> um, but Stephen Breyer, the the senior most member of the Supreme Court. Uh, decided he's going to retire and he decided to do this now because well if you want another so-called progressive to sit on the court then now is the time now is the time because I guess it shows that if they waited until oh well we can't have we can't pick a new supreme court until we have a new uh, congress or we can't pick a supreme court until we have a new president well that we'll just forget about all that for a second and, well, maybe it signals that the Democrats aren't so confident that they're going to win in uh, the, the upcoming midterm election. And that's the reason why Stephen Breyer and Biden were like, you got to do it now. You do know, that's now! what I was.
1: That's what I saw. And I, it was kind of, you know, they, if he were to retire, like, I think he's retiring this week or like effective No, it's at immediately. the end, at
0: the end of, the, of this year's term. Oh, is he? So, I so think they're going in October. So when they're gonna. The they
1: Okay, so they're gonna elect a new person. And well, Biden's gonna. So, Biden's gonna
0: nominate someone.
1: And and then, then they'll vote. And then once Breyer's gone, I guess he'll just they'll, they'll they
0: will move in. They'll, they'll um sticking out his name on. His I, think name, is, I think this is. I think this is
1: maybe a. Whether it's intentional or not, a little subliminal message that, maybe maybe they're not confident in the midterms.
0: No, I mean, how could they be? Because if they were so confident they're going to take back the whatever, however many houses and seats they're going to take back, then this wouldn't be that big of a deal. Because I think it's up to thirty now of re- Democrats who are deciding not they're, they're not going to run again. Yeah, and they're going to retire. They're going to retire. So who knows if however many seats the 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 Rs, the the elephants will pick up, um, because the because the donkeys ran home. Who knows how many seats will be gained by the the, the Republicans, but. Uh, I mean, uh, 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 we're, yet again, we're not, we're going to have to go through another one of these charade of a confirmation um, hearing. Uh, I was, you know, I was thinking. Just hide
1: of, your yearbooks in your.
0: Seriously. Now, the difference is, <laughs> is that I don't expect the Republicans to go as low as the Democrats did with Clarence Thomas or Kavanaugh. I don't expect them to do that. But they're going to make a huge deal about the one, the one specific criteria or the two specific criteria that Biden laid out over a year ago as far as who he would pick for a Supreme Court justice, which to me, it is the epitome of why the woke progressive side of things is so, uh, just so utterly stupid and why it's demeaning of substance and of uh, facts and matter, things that actually matter for a Supreme Court justice, right? Where do they go to school? What's their background in law? What do they think about this, that, and the other? None of that matters. <laughs> do you do you fall within the particular criteria that we have laid out? Do you know that you know? Do you
1: know that one of the people that they were, um, I think that, um, one of the people that that I think CNN had on their short list of people wasn't even like an attorney or a judge. It was they worked at like the NAACP or something like that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So um, hold on. And the, the most qualified person, I think, is, like, is like an associate, um, an associate. Yeah, so hold on. I'm going to find it. I just, I just know, remembered that. Yeah, so here we go. A civil rights attorney, Shirlene um, Ifill, um, a civil rights attorney um, who was the director and counsel of the NAACP legal defense. So never served on, like, a court, never um, had to issue rulings as far as, like, you know, a, a district um, judge or a county it's not, even, it's not even like a like magistrate or or any anything of the, of the lower levels of what a judge had to do just an attorney just a, a civil rights attorney which will be great to see her opinions on you know like um, vaccines or um, guns something that doesn't have to do with with civil rights she's like well let me think um let's 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 look here about um, I don't know. Um, antitrust. Okay. Well, how does this deal with civil rights? Because like, really, that's all that I
0: do is a civil rights attorney. I mean, well, well, look who's standing behind her though, the Reverend, the Reverend Al Sharpton. So, uh, the uh the Chuck Todd of C C, C- N, no, not not MSNBC, <coughs> um, yeah. I guess whatever. Uh, Chuck Todd, probably one of the probably, probably just as dumb as Don Lemon from CNN, but whatever. So he had a panel on, and they were going over, just raving over uh, the Biden's uh, Supreme Court pick that hasn't been named yet. So uh, he said that what he said was is that um, he said they're celebrating on <laughs> Wednesday in this panel about this the the retirement of. Uh, uh Justin's uh, Justice Breyer. And he's he basically said to that Todd was telling was uh, Todd was already hailing President Biden's yet to be named SCOTUS pick as someone who'll be as iconic as Third Good Marshall. He later declared that there were no red flags in the still unnamed court pick. As far as the record goes. We don't even know who this person is <laughs> and he's saying it it's gonna be iconic as Third Good Marshall. It's gonna be it's gonna be groundbreaking. It's so inspiring. Because of this person who may or may not be picked. Like you don't even know who it is.
1: <clears throat> but I think the biggest thing that people are jumping on is, um, the criteria of what Biden's, um, pick has to be. So well, well he made a promise. Yeah. So he did, Yeah. So Biden made a cam- a campaign promise and he was asked and he said, well, you know, um, if I have the opportunity to, to select a Supreme court justice, um, I make a promise to that it'll be a black woman. Um, which is which is fine um, if you think that excluding um, half of the population based on sex and the and another well, vast majority based on the based on the the melanin count in their skin.
0: Well, what is a woman?
1: Exactly, what is a woman? That's, that's not for me to decide.
0: That's. So, I mean, could it be a trans man or a trans woman? I, I, I guess. But what what
1: even goes further is they're like, Well, we need this because we need a black person on the Supreme Court and we need diversity. That would all be fine, well and good if Clarence Thomas didn't
0: exist. Well, see, but Clarence Thomas is the is the token Negro. You ain't black. You ain't black. You ain't black. Because you're he's me... lost his blackness. Because he's basically white, just like uh just,
1: he's a closeted white person. He's
0: a he's a deeply closeted white person, just like how um how the 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 black community uh basically just gave up Colin Powell. <laughs> we don't we don't want him anymore. We don't want Colin Powell. Um,
1: uh, yeah, that is the most ridiculous, um, asinine thing. Um, I've read Clarence Thomas's autobiography. It is fantastic. Um, and seeing like okay, you people want to gripe at me for for whatever on race and stuff like that whatever um because they think that there's this giant oppression and plight um toward towards minor towards minority minority groups in society today go look at Clarence thomas's history whenever he had to live in the jim crow south and he recounts um the clan marching in front of his house like having parades and he'd have to go inside you know, you talk about real, like, fear and oppression. I don't, I don't. you know, the Klan is really not a thing anymore. People like to like to throw and say, well, you know, the Ku Klux Klan is still this big relevant. It's like 500 people, and they're all inbred.
0: Well, the difference is, Jacob, uh, black people today <clears> would <throat> probably at one time or another still a Trump supporter. So, well, bas- of course. It's basically I mean, the same thing.
1: I mean, a a <clears throat> Trump-supporting Republican is exactly the same as David Duke. Or exactly the same as the grand um um so dragon or dragon wizard. of your um, local chapter. So definitely,
0: yeah. There's no difference.
1: Yeah, there's no difference at all. Uh, I, I, well, I we
0: also had the first openly white supremacist president. It's true. And he was, and he, wasn't even he white, was even white as orange.
1: He was literally Hitler, and I'm so glad that we were able to vote Hitler out of office because right. man, um, the authoritative dictator that we had in office, we voted him out. Man, that was. That, that was well done. Just round round applause. The the idea of, of picking someone based solely upon and I mean you could have given Trump cr- cr- crap for this because he said that that he wanted to pick, pick a woman. How about this, okay? How about this? And then this is a radical uh, idea that won't that won't be popular with some people, but I I, I really don't give a crap. Um, the Supreme Court is a pretty pretty important position. It holds a lot of power. Um, you have a um, an opinion. Um, a slice of an opinion that will affect uh, literally the entire country. So – and this is based solely upon your intellect and your experience and your knowledge of the, the law, the constitution, and natural rights. Just, just maybe um, we should pick somebody who is the best qualified for this position regardless of how they look on the outside or the inside because um, I – honestly, I don't care – for all I care – if you could put someone on the Supreme Court who would defend natural rights and give people back their their their, their second amendment rights, guaranteed their first amendment rights, um, and, and get the get the the government's boot off of the throats of Americans, I don't care if they're a bisexual androgynous alien creature who has no nose and who is a um, transracial Eskimo um, bound to a wheelchair, um, you know. Uh, from Hawaii. Yeah, from, from Hawaii. I, I, I honestly don't care. Like, it, it, the identity of that person does not – like, I don't look – people like to like to see – like to say that if you have somebody on the court that looks like you, then you can identify with them and then they speak for you. I am white and I am a man. Justice Breyer does not speak for me and he does not represent me or my ideals. So to use the same argument,
0: <laughs> you know what's funny though is that of all the Supreme Court justices, like there's majority of them are white. So Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, uh, Roberts, Alito.
1: A Sotomayor is and, uh, she's Hispanic. Know, right. She's, isn't but isn't she the majority? Pacific, I think.
0: The majority of the justices and in the Chief Justice are all white. Even though I don't like any of them, the one that speaks to me the most is the black guy. It's Clarence Thomas. It's Clarence Thomas. Yeah. How does that? How does that make any sense? Yeah, Clarence, how does that work with Clarence your? Clarence
1: Thomas represents my principles better than anybody else. And Alito he looks,
0: more than more than the others, but Clarence Thomas is more. But
1: he looks nothing like me. Yeah. So so to to, to say, okay, we're going to put a black woman on the Supreme Court and she's going to represent all black women. Well, what if you have a conservative or a libertarian? Or you have a red pill progressive? Are they gonna be represented by this by this supposedly and we can go ahead and predict woke person that's gonna be on the Supreme Court? It's it's kind of I mean I dare I say racist to be assuming that just because the skin color of that person, will now okay um it, it, I'll be the same example. Does Clarence Thomas represent every black man in America? No. And you know, and that's coming from a guy who largely agrees with him. It's 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 dumb. We don't we well, don't we we've, this... we've never
0: picked people in this way. Well, this is the epitome of racism. It's what it is. It's because we're not picking you. We're not going to pick you based on who you are, your background, where you went to school, what you think about the issues. No, it's solely because you're a a woman, even though they have no definition of what that is, the woke left, and because you're black. That's the only reason why we're picking you. So it is racist to say that. And to see all these people saying this is an inspiring moment, this is a, uh, you know, a, 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 a moment of great good in our country, well, I mean, when they picked Justice Thomas, right, the, well, I think one of, the, one of the first black people to be on the Supreme Court, I don't think he's the first one, probably the second or third, I don't know. But anyway, uh, they ran him through the ringer unnecessarily like they did Kavanaugh. And that's the black guy. And you go back and look at all the Democrats that were accusing him of all the wrong things that he did, even though they were all untrue. So it hasn't – yes, they say it's about race. But what what they're really doing is, is that what they're going to do is – and I can already see it happening – is that when we get to these confirmation hearings – and the, the, the Democrats will lob the softballs at her. It's like, well, isn't it such a great thing since isn't it so inspiring that you, that you could potentially be the first black woman on the Supreme Court? And the Republicans are going to ask questions about what she thinks about the law, and they're going to be deemed as racist. So this yeah. whole thing is already stupid because we're not going to get to anything of substance because all they want to do is talk about race and gender versus when Kavanaugh is going through his hearing and Justice Thomas, it was about sexual abuse claims. And it had no had no substantial basis in any in any version of reality, and it's it's stupid because we're not going to get to the bottom of what these people actually think, and that's why the whole Supreme Court is stupid, because if you can't pick someone to the Supreme Court where these people hold in a, a stupid amount of power these days, and we're only picking them on their their race and gender, not what they think about anything.
1: Well, we are picking about what they think on the inside, because, because if you notice, they're not like. Um, nominating like a Candace Owens who who well, I wouldn't vote for her anyway. Well, but yes, but I'm saying though is that if they wanted diversity, if they only cared about the skin color and the sex of the person, then well, then why isn't a Candace Owens on there? Because clearly qualifications don't matter if you can be a civil rights attorney and this the head of the um, NAACP. It you know this is this is this is what you whenever you you've given the example many times about how this is all WWE. Mm-hmm. It's all WWF, right? They put this product out um, for you to see, but but really, there's so much backroom dealings that's going on. They are picking somebody that is going to agree with them, um, um, like policy wise, politically, and princi- Yes, politically, they're they most are picking someone, polarized but court. they are phrasing it and they're putting the product out. They're like, oh no, we're p- we are picking a diverse pick we're picking a black woman
0: you know what this is this is the same thing as it's the, it's the money in the bank challenge right you have to go you have to grab the ladder and go grab the 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 briefcase of money in the bank you know the the wwe game and what this is is that a white male actually a, a white male a hero will go up and grab the the briefcase and he'll act like he's won and then here comes down the steps comes vince mcmahon and he pushes the ladder off. And the he money. pushes the ladder away, takes a briefcase, and, give it, and gives it to the, to, the, to the black lady who got knocked out early in the round. That's what this is. Has nothing to do with, with her merits. She got knocked out early. But nothing to do with the merits. It's all about white people, white liberals, white woke liberals, virtue signaling, <laughs> genuflecting, on their knees begging black people not to hate them. That's all this is. And it's 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 demoralizing. It's demeaning to people of, of minorities because here here they are. Because what white people are essentially saying is, well, you can't do it on your own, so I'll help you. Because without the white person, you couldn't do it. How that is the most racist thing that you could ever do. To to, to take pity on someone else because they're black and well, I because I'm white, I have an inherent, uh, you know, I have inherent uh, white guilt or whatever. And because I have such white guilt, I'm going to do everything in my power to uh, bend up, get on my knees, and bend over for you. Because you know, because I have so much white guilt. It's 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 so stupid. Well, <clears throat> and that's
1: not to say that that a black woman like necessarily shouldn't be on there. Like that that's, that's, not that's, that's not what I'm saying. What we're saying. Some people may may take this as as saying, "Oh, well, you just don't want us. You just want us the only white people." No, I, I like <sighs> as I said,
0: Clarence Thomas is the only one who represents my, us.
1: Clarence Thomas is the best Supreme Court justice we've got. If you want to look based solely on, um, you know, defending natural rights and principles of the U.S. the the thing he's actually supposed to do, like <laughs> he's doing the the best out of all of them. It's funny how CNN puts Roberts on the conservative side, yeah. like. But, Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 okay. They just they just do that to make the liberal justices look way smaller. Um, but look, if if you were to give me a panel of of nominees and the best person there was a black woman, then yes, I would pick them. This is this is not this whole idea that 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 people are discriminated against based on their. Um, their skin color or their or their gender nowadays, um, I, I find I find funny because because um, there was a guy like Gavin McGinnis said this many many years ago. He said that never in the history of the of of the modern world has, has this happened. Oh, I see here that you are applying for this accounting job, and you have whoa, you have you have you have loads of experience in this position. Wow, and you can save me, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year in in and savings. That's amazing, and you only want the median salary for this. Well, I'd be crazy not to hi- hi- hire. Oh, you're a you're a black man. Um, yeah. Um, so we'll call you.
0: <laughs>
1: no, that, that's not how any of this works. That's not how. Capitalism. People have to make, in this, in this, and this people want to put hyper-capitalistic society we have. They don't have the 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 luxury to discriminate against. Because I'm telling you right now, if if major businesses could make more money and cut costs more effectively with an all diverse cast of characters, they would do it in a heartbeat. Because they don't care about who takes the role necessarily, as far as what they look like. They just care about making money and saving money. The same thing goes. The same thing should should be going for this. I like how they say that. Um, well, it's a black woman's turn next. You know, I'm still waiting for a um, Hispanic man or a Korean man. Where's the Korean woman on this on this list? I'm still waiting for that. Um, there's no Polynesian representation. There's no South African representation. Um, there's no Eastern European representation on this on this list. Um, There's definitely no Chinese. I I don't see a single single Chinese person on this list. So to say that it's a black woman's time next, I want to see some receipts on that Um, because apparently they're all pulling from the same list that apparently I am omitted from seeing. Everyone's saying, well, it's a black woman's term next. Okay, um, you can send me the – my email will be listed down below. You can comment on a substack. Show me the list. Send me the list. Show me like, okay, it was, you know, uh, white men black men and white women and whatnot. But well, obviously not number for for black women.
0: It's musical chairs.
1: <clears throat> well, I they're all they're all saying the same thing, so they must they must have some list. And like next in line, they're like, Oh, well, next on the docket is is a black I woman.
0: A I uh I just I don't um <clears throat> I, I just I still can't get over the whole Chuck Todd thing about how they're all hailing this next pick, even though no one knows who no it is. Knows. Watch as iconic. You know be funny is is because you know how um,
1: how how much Biden is just losing it. Like it, I don't know if I, I showed you that clip before the before the show started where he was sitting down with the, one of the presidents of Ford, not not Farley, but one of the one of the executives of Ford. They're talking about um, his tour at the um, EV plant there in um, Dearborn, mm-hmm. and it, Biden <laughs> Biden was saying, um, you know, thank you for bringing me out. To uh, your EV factory out in uh, Dearborn, and um, we went out and drove the um, man, what's that 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 um, uh, yeah, um, but uh, it was uh, great, and the media thought I was crazy, but I had a lot of fun, and the the um the Hummer was fun to drive.
0: Wow, Ford doesn't even make a Hummer. Well but...
1: no, you know what'd be great is if Biden's like, I am picking a black woman, and it's uh, Candace Owens, and everyone's like, what? he's like it'd be funny is that if you were to slip like a candace owens photo which i'm not even the biggest fan of candace owens but if you were to slip a photo of her and he just like looks at the photographs is like well this one's the youngest this will be my my legacy the longest i'm picking her would chuck todd feel the same way oh about not. picking that or like is rice do you think that he would have the same way if well because
0: picked... candace owens even though she is black and she is a woman even though they can't just describe what that is uh she engages in wrong think and i think we've already been over that Ah,
1: uh, yes the wrong thing she
0: engages in wrong think she thinks for herself she does her own research she doesn't follow the science um nope. she's a covet denialist or whatever and thereby ex- ex- excluding her from the shortlist she's on also
1: the, an anti-vax um, flat earther too right
0: and she's probably a closet racist
1: probably closeted she probably hates black people she she probably hates herself she's just like man if only i could kill myself and still live i'd, I'd probably <laughs> what's that a clayton what's that i'm clayton bigsby he'd, he'd kill himself because he's so desperate to the cause
0: i'm overwhelmed by the irony <laughs> <laughs> um uh so uh, uh what's his name chuck todd uh Again, swooned over the short list, even though we don't really know who some of these people are. And he said, do you, and do you expect this future Supreme Court justice to be iconic in the black community like Thurgood Marshall was? And this lady he asked this to said, absolutely, absolutely. I do think this justice will be an icon like Thurgood Marshall was because she is breaking a glass ceiling. She is breaking a bear, barrier. She will be the first, and that's how history will remember her. And I think that's a lot of of why people are celebrating right now. And it's like, well, no one's been nominated. No one's been confirmed yet. Yeah, but we're already – But this whole thing about the glass ceiling, the glass ceiling, like, well, glass ceilings don't <laughs> exist. I mean, if they do, that's kind of stupid. But uh, glass ceilings is like – it's like, yet again, you need the help of a white male <laughs> – you need Joe Biden's help of all people to break the glass thing that you couldn't break on your own. Again, I will make my point again about how it's the 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 uh, self hating woke white people who are doing everything in their power to bend on their knee for for uh, for the minorities, saying that you can't do it yourself. So I will help you. It's like that is the, uh, I guess it's the bigotry of low expectations. I guess I don't know. I don't
1: know. Well, I mean, how would you feel, <clears throat> like? Sometimes I give this example because, I, I mean, I had a conversation a long time ago about diversity, um, forced diversity and stuff like that. And I said, um, I didn't use this example, but I'll just use this. It's, it's, a, it's a very same example. Um, I love baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport, in the whole wide world. Um, and uh, a very popular league out in Japan is the Japanese Professional League. And <clears throat> it is about 90% Japanese. Now, if there was a diversity call from the owner of the Japanese baseball team and said that there's just too many dang Japanese people in this league, never, never mind the fact that Japan is you know overwhelmingly Japanese. Um, and imagine that. Imagine that. It's like we need a more diverse baseball team, so we're going to pick any white person we can find or any black person we can find. How would you feel if you were that person selected? Not, not based on your ability to hit field or pitch – Um, But based solely upon the skin color of your skin, or the 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 color of your skin, like yep, yep, that's you. You know, um, um, last last night I watched Matt Walsh's show, um, who I think is funny, even though I, you know, I think he, um, he's one of those conservatives that I just kind of roll my eyes at sometimes. But he he's funny and he puts a good on a good show. Um, he made a good point about what made Jackie Robinson so, so important and so. And the reason why he's the only baseball player that the entire league stops and celebrates because of what he did. Um, He didn't break the color barrier because the owner of the Brooklyn Dodgers was like, dang, this team's too dang white. We we need a black person. No, he broke it whenever nobody wanted him to break it. it. He was, he was not liked. He was, his life was threatened he was. There was stuff thrown at him at games. He was segregated in the locker room and on and in the dugout. You know, he, he this was not a host, This was, was a very hostile environment for him, but he persevered and he showed his ability on the field multiple times and is regarded as one of the best second basemen to ever play the game of baseball. And that's not because of the color of his skin. It's because of his ability on the field. And that's what makes him so special. If he was a simple diversity hire in the 1940s, then nobody would care. No one would care because there was no struggle for him because he was welcomed in with open arms. Like, oh, well, you know, no, we're all going to love Jackie because we need to fill up our diversity. Got to check a box. Got to check a box. It's time for a black it's it's time for a black man to enter baseball. So it's gotta be we'll just find any any random person. they just forget about Jackie Robinson. They they just found some random guy on the side of the, the side of the street. Said, Can you catch a ball? Yep, okay. You're you hired. Know. You're hired, so you're playing for the Brooklyn Dodgers now. No, that didn't happen. He worked hard, he overcame insurmountable odds and persevered and thrived. And again, became one of the greatest second basemen top top 10 second basemen of all time which is saying something for all the second basemen that have played the game of baseball um but if that is what makes him special and if he was picked solely based on the color of his skin the story doesn't mean anything he was picked to play for the Dodgers because of his ability and many of them didn't want him to play but he was but he was that good so apply that to Supreme Court, and you know what's a better story: um, the the um, it's a minority that overcomes insurmountable odds against all factors and all odds, and makes us the Supreme Court. Or I'm picking you because you were born with more melanin in your skin, and because you had a 50% chance of being one sex. That's why you're being on the Supreme Court. Oh, and you might have had a, a, a role in law at one point in your life. Well, that's good enough for us. Can you read a text? can you read a law book? Yep, you're hired. Can you spell the word law?
0: <laughs> I guess you're gonna try to make it out that this whoever Biden ends up picking is gonna went through the same trials and tribulations as Jackie Robinson did, which won't even won't even be remotely true. Now, if anyone went through those things it probably would have been Clarence Thomas yeah he because did. because back in his time when he came up in the in the world m- much more hostile to minorities than than it is now like it's like night and day comparison um doesn't mean it's perfect doesn't mean everything's perfect doesn't mean that you know there's no problems with the with the race in, in america today it doesn't mean that but it's so much better than it is than it used to be um and it just seems like people can't take a- can't take a moment and say you know what you know, maybe he's right. Maybe maybe we are better off. than we were fifty years ago. It's like, no, we progress, progress, progress. Until what? <laughs> so, oh, the Supreme Court is stupid. I say fire them all.
1: I yeah. I mean, I would say get rid of it too. But you know, we don't we don't have such luxuries, Joe.
0: Well, we could. Did you see that um, Buckhead wants to secede from uh, Fulton County? Yeah, and I I say Atlanta? go for it. Because like the the problems that have, that have been created in the Buckhead area since twenty twenty since twenty twenty since basically. the pandemic, the amount of like drag racing, uh, looting, and violence, gun so called gun violence and stuff like that that has been going on in Buckhead since twenty twenty, uh, has just exploded and it's not safe to go into places near Buckhead. Now for those of you who don't know, Buckhead is like the uh, is like these is like the city where all the rich people are in Atlanta.
1: It's the it's the most it's the most wealthy part of Atlanta.
0: Right. Um, and the reason why they don't want them to secede is because well, you know what rich people do, Jacob? They pay a lot of money in taxes. In taxes. <laughs> so if 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 the city of Atlanta loses bucket, all of those tax dollars go with them. But the the difference is is that if they're not allowed to secede, all those rich people are just gonna leave anyway.
1: Yeah, they're not gonna just stay there and deal with it. Um I saw a thing. I think that Shane Hazel talked about this whenever they were first proposing the idea. I think it was last year they were kind of proposing the idea of seceding and how people were saying that it's a racist and that because because Buckhead is majority white, that it's just white people wanting to get away from black people and it's racist and it's segregation. The,
0: the, if that was the case, then they would just move.
1: Yeah, they would just move. Um, the, the, the thing is that Buckhead is a very nice area to live in under normal circumstances and you still have access to the parts of Atlanta that are worth going to because there are some restaurants and, you know, museums and sporting events and things that do happen in Atlanta that are, that are you know, worthwhile and going to. But – um, to deal with it. and listen, let's let's be honest. The reason why the corporate press and the government of Atlanta are calling it racist is because they just don't want to come out and say that, hey, you can't leave because we need your tax dollars. Yeah this is, let's, let's, let's just be frank. that that's the real crime with it. And I hope they do. I hope they secede and, you know this is and if even if they don't secede, they can probably stiff farm Atlanta to kind of clean up their act. Because um, I haven't been to Atlanta um, in probably well over six months. I would say close to a year I haven't been to Atlanta. Yeah, we the last time there. I've been to Atlanta besides like a um, Atlanta um, United, United, United game, game which <laughs> usually I don't like stop in Atlanta. I just go to the stadium. Um, I would say we went to criminal records about over well over a year ago. <clears throat> and my gosh, um, I have no desire to go back up there. I don't again. I just
0: I, I just don't see the appeal anymore of living in a big city i don't even before even before covid i i just don't it's it's so expensive you don't own anything of your own you rent everything you don't have your own space uh, you're surrounded by people that hate you i just don't see the people living in a city
1: well i think in post i think i think post covid people see how powerful these governments are and they see that any Anything that they deem as a necessary emergency or disaster, that'll take everything away from you. Um, you've seen this in you've seen this in New York City. you are seeing this in Los Angeles, parts of any mass, major city. Yeah, ma- major city. And people are just are just not worth it. I mean, there's a lot of things, a lot of fun things to do in big cities. Um, you know, they're cultural ep- epicenters. Typically, that's where most of your you know museums and sporting events and um, best restaurants are usually typically in these bigger cities. Um, but they're fine to visit, but I don't, I don't know to, just, live, to live, to live not there. To stay. Um, but even to go visit nowadays is mm, it's so, so, um, it's crazy. Like I, um, there were concerts last year that I was going to go to, but I, um, I didn't go to cause they were requiring, um, either a vaccine card or a negative test. And I have ways to, to obtain both, um, that's all I'm gonna say, but um, I was like, you know, I I just, I just don't I just don't want to give into that, and I think that, and that that's honestly where I'm at right now. Um, if there's an event that requires me to, to to show that I've undergone a medical procedure, whether it be a vaccine or a negative test, I'm just not gonna go. It's not worth it to me. It, it re- re- really isn't. There's nothing um, that that we've. The the COVID argument for the need of vaccines and, and the the need of negative tests to stop the spread is gone. It's over. So there's no point of it anymore. Um, and furthermore, I just don't. I feel that by saying, "Oh well, it's just a it's just a negative test," just you're perpetuating. You're kind of giving in. You're giving in, and you're, and you're perpetuating, and you're normalizing this um, forever. And I think that's where people have to just look long and hard at at at. But this action and not what these these people are doing, and usually it's 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 not even the bands. Like the bands don't care. Most of them. It's the venue. It's the venue, and it's the booking agencies. The cities. The cities. Yes, they're the ones that are the ones that are doing this. I mean, it's the reason why Eric July hasn't been able to go on tour with um backwards. It's because he's like he said, um that w- backwards and myself will not tour if a venue city or booking agency requires people to show their papers i'm not doing it it's not worth it to me and you know they're sitting on an album that they're not going to release it because um you know releasing an album and not being not being able to tour on it is is suicide stupid you don't, we don't make any money on that um but that, that's where we're at and these big cities just just foster it um i can i mean if, if i were to live closer to atlanta the last two years would have looked very very different um, I, I, you know, last time I was in Atlanta, it wasn't too bad back in 2021. Um, I think it was actually about this time last year is when I went to um, Atlanta last time. But, you know, I, I just, I, it's just, I don't get it. I hope that Buckhead does does
0: succeed. It just seems like the closer you get to a major city, that the the clouds get grayer, gets a little bit darker. The people start to look more like NPCs. Things just get so much more gloomy the closer you get to a major city. And you even can see that in some places, like like we were just in Tampa a few weeks ago. You could, you could, even though it's Florida, you could still kind of get that feeling in a major city like Tampa that you had in uh, in you can in Atlanta or New yeah. York or wherever.
1: But I would argue that Tampa was nowhere near as as crazy oh, as no. it, as Atlanta. Not to say that Tampa's Tampa is a perfect city or anything, because it's not. But
0: it's still Florida,
1: you know, compared to how Atlanta is. Um, Tampa is a dream Um, because you know we went to a um, Joe Jorgensen rally back in 2020, the summer of 2020. We went to to one of her rallies, and it was it was held outside some restaurant, and and Shane Hazel was there. A bunch of the people 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 were there, Um, but they had drag racing right behind us. Right behind us, people on dirt bikes and ATVs just driving down the cities of Atlanta, and no cop cares. Like you know. It's illegal. You're not allowed to be doing stuff like that. Whether or not you give me the libertarian argument about whether you should or not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these cops were hired to do a job and to stop this, and they're not. They're, they were The cops were literally just standing by and not doing anything as 50 people on dirt bikes.
0: Rode through red lights.
1: Wrote, yeah, drove, drove, drove right through red lights, cut people off. Um, The city's, the city's gone, to, gone to heck and back. And um, well, It hasn't come back.
0: I think it's still there.
1: It's still there. It's it's it's, it's trying to find that that um um that um it's just a return ticket, but <laughs> she yeah. she can't
0: find it. I don't, I don't even want to go to a, a Braves game because the new Braves game is past Atlanta. Yeah. And it takes a stupid amount a long time to get there. And even even though the the area around the new Braves team is nice, I just don't want to go and be around all those people. Not because I'm scared <laughs> of COVID. I also want to be around all those people. Yeah,
1: I mean, I went to the Braves game because the Braves and Yankees came by. That's the only reason why I went. Um, if I go to a Braves game now, it's because a group of friends are going, and it's, you know, an event that you go with friends, um, which is like the the, the the venue is secondary to who you're going with, Um if, if you go in that context or to see the Yankees or to see the Cleveland Indians play, those are the only teams that I will be willing to drive and actually go to. Um, if it was not the Yankees playing that, that those two days, there's no way, there's no way in heck I would be going no. um, to either one of those games. Um, but even with like me and my dad went to, and I was still like, okay, I was cleared from a COVID to go. Like I was cleared to go back to work, but I was still like, hear yeah, the side effects. And not yeah, yes. I was still like the post COVID like just haze and you know dizzy and hadn't had a little to no appetite. Um, so I was still feeling the after effects of it. Um, and of course, you know, I think the biggest thing for me getting back out in public was I, I got COVID in August and it's hot. It's, it's hot here in Georgia um, during that time and being locked up in a house for ten days, air conditioned, then going outside when you're weak it just zaps you it Mm -hmm. just drains you when you're in that heat Um, so you know I loved going to those games the Yankees won both of them uh, because you know they're the best and they beat the Braves they're like good but (laughs) they're like a good team Um, but you know that second game I was just like it's a hike man (laughs) that's gonna gonna be a hike because it took us two and a half hours to get up to that game bro will you mute your phone
0: shut your mouth Anyway, um, did you, the cards calling you? Yeah, um, did you see that the Biden, uh, the administration wants to regulate cryptos? as a matter you know, of national security. I saw
1: something about that. Maybe it was in the Wall Street Journal. I saw an article about that.
0: I've got one here from Barron's.
1: <coughs> from Barron's, okay, yeah, go go for it. Talk about it.
0: Uh, so the Biden administration is preparing to release an executive action that will task federal agencies with regulating digital assets such as bitcoins. Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency is a matter of national security, a person familiar with the, with the White House tells Barron's. The National Security Memorandum is expected to come in the next few weeks, would task parts of the government with analyzing digital assets as assembling a reguta- regulatory uh, framework that covers cryptos, stablecoins, and NFTs, or non-fungible tokens." Um, this is the this is the thing that I this is the problem that I saw with with cryptos and especially with the the stupid NFTs. Did you see that Paris Hilton and uh, Jimmy Fallon both bought one of those stupid apes?
1: Are not on those NFTs? Yes. Yeah.
0: They spent how many thousands of dollars on a picture of an ape? No, I guess you can do some customizing to it. But then again, thousands of dollars. Now, the only reason why these pictures of apes have any value is because we have such a sycophantic culture that idolizes celebrities. That whenever a musician, actor, late-night host buys something, well, everyone has to jump on the bandwagon. That's the only reason why these these things have value. But the difference is is that, well, they say it's an NFT, so you own it. Well, I can just take a screenshot of it, and I have it. Well, they say, well, you had the link to it, but I have a screenshot. Who cares? It's stupid um but regulating cryptocurrencies and stable coins and NFTs as a matter of national security first of all you know it's you know it's, it has nothing to do with national security uh, when they say that because nothing ever has – it doesn't so
1: when can- they say it's a matter of national when when they say it's a matter of national security it's not. <laughs>
0: it automatically means they're not getting enough tax money. That's what it is. Yeah. Because what they're wanting to do. Well, that is.
1: Well, the that is that is the national, the well, national yeah. security threat is that they don't have enough tax money
0: because they're not get, the uh, Uncle Sam's not getting his cut on digital monkeys. Um. So what this is this has nothing to do with national security. It has everything to do with tax with taxation, and um. This is the. I think a lot of people were overly optimistic about cryptos and the blockchain. Now the the blockchain and cryptos do potentially have a great uh, asset um, it could potentially be a very good thing but the problem is though is that what we were promised was well if you're on the blockchain you can't be tracked you won't be traced people won't know where you are turns out that's not 100 percent sure because that's the, a common
1: it's a common mis, misconception with the blockchain because
0: you can still be tracked they can still find you they can still uh even if, if they if they get through with regulating it then it'll be nothing it'll be just like the USD, although maybe a little bit more stable.
1: Well, the the blockchain, like for Bitcoin, the blockchain ledger is public, so anybody can look at any transaction that anyone's ever done. Um, I think that the the idea that there is a hundred percent and and anonymity
0: or security, <laughs>
1: security. Well, not just so security, but privacy in your transactions. I don't know. That's the misconception. Bitcoin was never promised to be that. I, I think it's more of um, you can't shut it down yeah. and you can't steal it unless someone like steals your password or something like that. But like the government can't like block you from selling and buying with, with, with Bitcoin. Um, that's the appeal of it. And then I think that the um, public um, appearance of the ledger is that way it's a transparency. So you can see like, Oh, did this, you, so you can have like third, third party verification on whether or not transactions went through or not. Um, but um, the idea of Bitcoin is that y- you can't shut it down. So, 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 the, so the government couldn't go into like null and void Bitcoin, like they could technically null and void the U.S. dollar if if they if they wanted to, and they could say, hey, now you have to buy, um, you know, you know, it's like the Biden dollars or like Biden bucks or whatever. Fed coins, yeah, yeah, exactly, like like well, like a Fed coin.
0: I think the problem is though is that you know, <clears throat> we say that about the blockchain. We say that about. You know, they, you can't shut it down. Um, the Fed released its paper on uh, if they're, whether or not they're going to make their own Fed coin. It's actually their own version of Bitcoin. Um, if that happens, they will find a way. And I, I, I just, knowing how these things work, they will find a way on how to block people from using the blockchain, unless it's the, unless it's the federal government's version of it. Uh, That's going to happen if this kind of stuff goes through, if they actually embark on the task of regulating cryptocurrencies and the blockchain and uh, NFTs. Um, I'm not advocating for that. I think it's a terrible idea, just like all other kinds of regulation. But when it comes to (laughs) regulating NFTs, I'm like, please, please do it. Um, Because I think a lot of people are getting fleeced out of so much money uh, over these things and um, and this, it, it, I guess this is just a larger commentary of just why, um, of why I think that we're being pushed into the metaverse. It's because, well, what are NFTs? This is the kind of stuff you would buy in the metaverse, right?
1: You yeah, have like your metaverse, like NFT house, and, and your NFT Nikes, and, and your and your NFT um hats and your in your nft lexus and
0: y- so you so you you plug yourself in or you put the the goggles on and you're in your uh make-believe house where you've bought all these things with real money but that yet they don't exist in reality only in, only in your own version of artificial reality um and it, all the people who are hyping this stuff um the nfts uh i think are are selling people a bill of goods now i'm not saying the technology behind it is bad but when it comes to buying things that aren't real, like art, non-physical things like art or or a house in the metaverse, you're being fleeced out of your money and you're being pushed into the matrix. So the technology behind it, maybe your your the deed to your house or sporting event tickets will be NFTs where supposedly people won't be able to, to scalp them or steal them. Well,
1: they already have that now.
0: Right. But the future, like the deed of your house might be an NFT. That might be a good thing, maybe.
1: That you can have like... A secure digital license to like a certain account or something yeah. like that. if it's like a tied, or if it's
0: tied to a physical thing, like if the deed to your house was on the blockchain, but yet you still you actually own a real house. Yeah, that, okay, that's, that's, well, that's 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 a, that's a good idea. That's
1: different. That's just like a digital receipt or a digital like certificate. Right. But, that's that's completely different than like oh hey you have a house and it is a bunch of ones and zeros on a computer right. screen. And that doesn't stop somebody from just like taking taking a screenshot of whatever it is and owning it.
0: Because there's two different things, right? Because if you buy the ape art, they're saying well, you own the piece of art. No, you, you only own a receipt which takes you to a website where that art supposedly exists. Now, I can take a screenshot of that because you were stupid enough to post it on Facebook. I can take a screenshot of it and now I have it for free even though someone paid – tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars for it it's a scam there's
1: a there's a there's a great example so on most investment websites you can buy um etfs or you can buy fractional shares of gold and typically they're um they're like digital receipts for gold that's held at like various vaults around the world whether it's in australia the the uk switzerland whatever and you have a physical representation. And if you buy X amount of shares, you own X amount of ounces of gold or whatever. Um, at, at any time, you could say, Hey, I would like my gold now. And you can exchange that receipt for the gold that's held there. At any time, you can request, you know, so like delivery. Yes, technically, all that you're buying is a, is a, um, a digital receipt or a digital certificate saying you own gold, but it it's not with the, you're not buying that certificate. You're buying what the certificate stands for. It's like, okay, if you want to buy a house in the metaverse, whatever, and you had a certificate and you said, okay, you own this house. That's in Arizona. And at any time you can go to this house and it's really there. That's, that's completely different. Or if you say, Hey, I'm going to buy an art, and I and I want to be stored at this museum in Atlanta or whatever. Um, you still own that piece of art. It doesn't matter what the with with the certificate um, is. does a matter if someone takes a picture of of that certificate and screenshots it. No, no, you still have legal ownership of it. Like you can you can photocopy a receipt to a or a deed to a home. That doesn't mean you own the home now. That's the complete difference with it.
0: We are being <laughs> thrust. Our culture is thrusting itself into the realm of of authenticity, or uh, the lack of office, authenticity. Gosh, I can't say that word because um, there are people that are saying, "Well, you know, there are people said the same thing about the internet." Okay, they said the internet is is uh, you know. I, I remember watching. Um, Bill Gates was on with. Uh, uh, David Letterman, they're talking about the internet, and he, Bill Gates was saying well, you'll be able to send electronic mail, you, you'll be able to listen to sporting events through the through the uh, through the computer, and he, <laughs> David Letterman said, "Have you heard of a radio?" <laughs> and it's like, well, people were saying back then that the internet is going to phase out. Remember, uh, Paul Krugman said the same Krugman thing. Paul Krugman
1: said that it'll be less. It'll have, it'll have less of an impact than the everyday fax machine. Right. And how many people actually use fax machines anymore? Almost no one. Yeah.
0: So the people were completely wrong about that. And the same people who were saying, you know, don't count out the internet back in the 90s are saying, well, don't count out NFTs now. It's like, okay, yes, yeah, some people will probably find a way to make a, a stupid amount of money off of this stuff. But are we going to take a step back and say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't do this. Right cuz people are saying you got to get on the digital real estate market. <laughs> You're not buying anything
1: real. Just just say that again but slowly. You
0: got to get in on the digital real estate market. We are thrusting ourselves into the metaverse. We are thrusting ourselves into a into a world where where we don't own anything physical, right? So this might be, put your tinfoil hat on. This might be a grand conspiracy here, but you know how the the people who are the big proponents of climate change, and the 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 Great Reset, whatever, say, well, you will own nothing. You will be happy. you will be happy. That's what this is. That's what that's what I think NFTs in the metaverse are. This is how they will embody. Because we all know that uh, that the whole climate change thing is going to look very similar to the COVID lockdowns. It's because. The, to protect the planet, we can't go outside. We can't use our cars. We can't go to theme parks. We can't travel. All of this. Well, people still want to do those things. But how are we going to trick them into uh, thinking they're doing it without actually doing it? The metaverse, yeah. NFTs, buying digital real estate. People are are are. It's it's like it's like high school all over again with people saying, "Well, well, look at this digital house that I have." Well, no, your digital house is smaller than my digital house. <laughs> this is this isn't real. This stop this. Stop! Stop this before it gets out of hand. Because this isn't real. This isn't healthy. This isn't right. Um,
1: I have a different take on on on, on NFTs.
0: I, I may sound like a, like a like a raving lunatic boomer, but I think that I think, but I think I'm right.
1: I have a different take on on um NFTs. You said they should be regulated. Yeah. Um, I say no. I say if if some here's the thing.
0: I was being kind. Of, I was joking. <clears throat> I was kind of joking.
1: Here's here's the right thing. If someone is stupid enough to go out and pay um, $10,000 for a digital home and let's just say next year the entire NFT market completely collapses and that home is worth nothing, um, that means that stupid person has less capital to make other stupid decisions. So if you're going to get swindled – because really, let's just be honest. What's the difference between a NFT maker who just conjures up these NFTs out of thin air? Because really, that's all – they're not like – actually i'll put it this way a snake oil salesman has more um has, has has more productivity for the market than an nft maker because it could because at least the snake oil salesman gives you a glass bottle um that the crap comes in and maybe you can maybe use, bottle you can use the bottle for something else <laughs> and maybe you can use the snake oil if it's um corrosive enough to um to um strip the paint off of your deck or something so at least there's some value with the snake oil salesman um even though the snake oil is not going to cure you of 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 any um ailments at least you're getting a nice handmade glass bottle out of it um whereas and that took time and effort to 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 make that glass bottle um but uh a, a nft maker who just conjures these these ones and zeros out of thin air has produced nothing to the economy and even if your house you know it doesn't do anything and you realize that it's all a scam um at least with snakewell you have a nice glass ball that you can um store water or coins and or you can build a ship in <coughs> well, people but i have i have no problem with with people losing money And I have no problem with 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 people making money. Listen, as Frank Reynolds once said. There's two kinds of people in this world. There's dupers and there's dupies. Okay, don't be a dupie. You gotta be a duper. Okay.
0: What if you just choose not to play the
1: game? Or, or just not to play the game. Yeah, I don't buy NFTs. Um, I do have some. I'll be, I'll be honest. I have some. I have some cryptocurrency. I do as well. Um, but I don't see cryptocurrency here. I, I, I've always said I don't see cryptocurrency as a store of value or as an investable um asset. I see it as a way to, to gamble. I, it's, fully, like, it's like a commodity it, it's a commodity well I, I wouldn't say it's even a commodity i would say that it's just a form of just of just gambling
0: at this point it is
1: yes the the the, the, the um technology has not shown um itself um stable enough yet um and the r- people are like oh well, well 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 one day bitcoin will will um be used like 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 the u.s dollar and and would i like what i like would i like to see that happen and you have a competing currency to the u.s dollar absolutely I'd love to see anything compete against the U.S. dollar. But um, whenever you have an 8% swing in either direction, what business is, is going to want to take that as currency knowing that, hey, you, um, that, that um, $5 in, in Bitcoin that you gave me yesterday is now only worth $4.50. So no business is going to want to um, do commerce with that. So until they can figure out how to stabilize it, um, it, it it it'll be. It, I will only consider it to be as a as, as a gambling endeavor, which is fine. Like I, I'm nothing against gambling. Go People for
0: it. Have often used the example of the Mona Lisa. Well, you know, I can get a picture of the Mona Lisa. The difference is though, is that it took uh, an artist, a world renowned artist, even in his time, years to make that. It took actual skill to make that. It took time to make that. He sweated sweat and tears over that thing, versus just copying pasting on the on the on a computer and then calling it art like there's one original there's there's only one mona lisa now i don't think the mona lisa is everything it's cracked up to be i've seen it in person i think there's art that certain portraits that are way better than that one but that's the one we've all decided is the greatest piece of art ever which fine whatever but there's only one of those and it took one guy a, a long time to make that and yes, you can get pictures of it everywhere, but there's but there it's tied to something that's physical that's real that's been around for hundreds of years. That's different than just oh well, I found this picture of an ape that Paris Hilton made on a website somewhere. There's a big difference between those two.
1: Well, and I don't think that copies of something necessarily, necessarily can't have value. No. Like you can have a print of the Mona Lisa and that still would cost you, you know, 40, 50 bucks. But you don't have the 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 Mona Lisa like there's only one copy of that. I have another example on on my wall. I have an original 69 pressing of Abbey Road. It's it is it is valuable. But what's what's more valuable that vinyl pressing or the master tapes hmm. of the actual record? You know, yes, they're copies, and yes, I can just go have a copy of it. But what do you think would would be worth more the master tape that they that they recorded the album on, and that was used to press the records, or do you think my record is worth worth more? Um, and and let's just let's just go a step further. If 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 everybody was able to just download the master tape of of Abbey Road to their computer and have it forever and ever and ever, um, and the actual tape never existed and just existed somewhere digitally would that have any value at that point if if everybody could have it well no it becomes less and less value because you know value comes from um usability rarity that's where that's where perceived value comes from so if you have a picture of an ape that some um, loser celebrity um, drew a picture of or created um, but i could just go on to google images and download the same picture. Sure I don't have a a, a digital key to a website where I can look but at I the same the image. But I have the picture. I can set it as my background on my phone if I wanted to. Um that isn't do anything like that. And I I think that maybe this might be like evolution working itself out more and more. Um that, you know, you you have these people who are so glorified with 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 celebrities and with trends and with um, stupid social media and TikTok, um, which is probably where a lot of this um, hype comes from. This is from all, a lot of these garbage sites that um, people are willing to spend good and hard money for this. So I think maybe this might be the way that evolution is working itself out more and more in our society that these people won't be able to reproduce and they won't have the opportunity to attract mates because they don't have any money and they've made stupid decisions, stupid, stupid decisions in their life. Um, so maybe maybe this maybe this is actually kind of a good thing. Maybe maybe we should be encouraging people to buy NFTs because if you are dumb, like uh, buying crypto is fine. I don't really care about that because in most cases, crypto there's a finite amount. There's a system for tracking it, system for using it. Like like you you can go and buy things with crypto now. Like it's a usable thing. As so that's of right how you now. buy NFTs. But what, what I'm saying though is that like is that I can't just download. A Bitcoin and then go and buy something with it. Yeah. I have to like earn it or I have to mine or something. I have to put effort into acquiring a Bitcoin or in a, or, or one Ethereum token. I can't just go into Google Images and download 500 Bitcoin. Like there's there's a scarce – there's a true scarcity of it. Um, and it doesn't matter how many images of the little Bitcoin logo you have. You don't have a, a Bitcoin. There is a scarcity there. So if you're dumb enough to go out and actually buy NFTs, not for like kicks and giggles – like if you want to go buy a tweet for a dollar just just for the heck of it like like whatever you know but fully understand that that you have just burned a $1 dollar and that is not coming back from you ever again um, i say i say go for
0: it i hear people saying that you know I, i'm not saying you have to get on tiktok and dance or whatever <coughs> but i am saying that you have to acknowledge that this is the future and this is the way that things are going to be done now as far as things like TikTok, that's how the world is going to be run now. Well, if that's the case, then I want nothing to do with uh, with the popular culture and how things are done. You I checking want, out? I, I want nothing to do with that. Um, because, you know, in every – almost every dystopian movie that has ever come out is that uh, when people uh, – when all people want to do is become either celebrities or they want to go into uh, high uh, fields of, like, engineering or uh, – uh, engineering or architecture stuff like that and yet but nobody wants to be a farmer and nobody wants to be uh a plumber and stuff like that society always falls apart
1: well i don't think there's nothing wrong wrong with with being an engineer i no, think
0: nothing th- wrong with being with wanting to I be I think those that the things. world
1: needs engineers like we need to build things
0: well yeah it's true we do need this but if everybody wants to be an influencer or an astronaut oh that's a problem because if you look at what the what what young people want to do today, it's they want to be an influencer. They want to be a YouTuber.
1: Everybody wants to be a YouTuber. Everybody wants think, to. Everybody
0: wants to be a celebrity.
1: What I've always said about that is there's nothing. There's nothing. Nothing wrong with. Nothing
0: wrong with being a. Celebrity.
1: Technically, we are content creators, and technically, you could. In a roundabout way, call us influencers.
0: No. No. I reject influencers I reject influencers. You it.
1: You could make an argument that we influence the public towards, towards liberty and towards economics and Austrian economics. You, there, you, you, one could make that argument. I'm not saying they're necessarily right. I just
0: prefer a raving lunatic.
1: <clears throat> but as I've always said, this is a hobby. Like if this becomes my full-time job, uh, uh, fine. But if it doesn't, like I, I, I'm not – doing this, I don't write on my sub stack. I don't do this podcast twice a week for the sole purpose of like one day becoming the next Rush Limbaugh or the next Sean Hannity or like the next biggest um um star on on radio or on the internet. It's not what it's not why I do this. Um, which is some people that's like their only goal in life is like if I don't become a YouTube star then I'm I'm finished. Or if I don't become the next um, Charlie D'Amelio on well, TikTok. People see that this the is the fact only that way know, to make it in life. The fact that I that, that I know that that girl's name is um, haunting to me because like I, I didn't I didn't want to know that. But when I was doing that um, article, every time her name
0: is mentioned, a brain cell dies. Whenever
1: I was doing that article about um, the um, TikTok stars that that made more than CEOs, I just was like, well, I sat there and I said, what does she really post? Like. Like, is it really, really, is it really that bad? So I went on to YouTube and I typed her name in, and then I was like, you know, compilation or just like best of 2021 compilation. I sat there for about five minutes watching these and every single video is her dancing. And, and it's not like, like you can, you can dance and be a professional dancer and it be, you know, um, well done and well executed and beautiful. Um, but when you're just like I-, I don't even consider that really like dancing like is moving your arms doing like to me, it just looks like a more trendy version of the doctor Evil dance it's like, that's what that's what it looks like to me. You know, call me call me a boomer, call me old <coughs> call me old school, but like if you were to take that 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 doctor evil, um, little dance that he does for Scott at, at the first Austin Powers movie and put a trendy trap beat behind it and kind of speed it up and, you know, screw with the, um, the video a little bit. You you could probably have a, have a, a, a number one TikTok on, um, on that platform, but like yeah, literally every, it, it was 20 minutes of just her dancing. Sometimes, sometimes like to like to the same, to, to the same exact song, just a different, different move. Or she'd have like friends in there and they'd be like, you like to do like some moving their arms in the air and and acting and stuff like that. And, you know, I, after I um, had to, um, you know, do do CPR on my brain cells so I don't permanently lose them, I, um, I was like, are people, I was like, no, people really don't consume this. Like, I refuse to that people consume this. And then I go to the comment section and everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's so great. I love the the one at this watermark. Oh my gosh! If I can only dance like her, does anybody know how she learns these dances so fast? I'm, li- I'm like, we're done. We're, <laughs> we're, we're done. A society. I, there's that. There's that meme I always have where it's the, it's the, um, Michelangelo painting of the Sistine Chapel where it's like God and he's like trying to like touch Adam's finger, but it's the picture of God and it's a picture of the Earth and it has it has a giant like a reset button on it, <laughs> and then it's just like Noah start building the ark again. Well, like, like, I'm like, so we're done. We're done. The fact that people would um, um, uh, give so much of their time to a person who dances for seven seconds on the internet. And, um, and it's not that you can't have appreciation for someone that's popular. I mean, heck, I have a lot of appreciation and um, gratitude for someone I've never met that's very popular. Um, but I think that a guy like Neil Peart or a guy like or a guy like um, David Bowie or Paul McCartney probably has a little bit more contribution to society and to art um, than Charlie D'Amelio. But, you know, that's just – maybe. I, I'm just – I'm just I'm just not there. It's it's definitely it, – it maybe it's not a lot, but it's probably a little bit more positive influence on the world, art, and um, entertainment.
0: Well, because the difference is David Bowie was a, was a creator. <coughs> what she does when all these other – tiktokers do they take someone else's song and someone else's dance moves and make and then they copy and paste it of their own
1: but joe she learns them so fast how does she learn those so dance moves what? so fast So
0: what you know I, I i wouldn't be so opposed to i guess the metaverse and nfts if we didn't have such a culture of censorship and government uh, and just outright authoritarianism that comes from tech companies if mark zuckerberg wasn't mark zuckerberg and there wasn't problems with google like there's serious problems with google if we didn't have any of these problems maybe but because these companies and these people that run these companies are so freaking evil and because they have such because they are so tied to the state in so many different ways I just I'm not so confident that it, that, the, that the future is going to be so I, rosy and perfect. I
1: disagree. I am okay with the metaverse. I'm okay with NFTs. I'm okay with all this on one one condition that it doesn't replace regular life and here's why. But it's going to No, 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 no just l- 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 let me finish, okay? And this is my last thing I'm going to say on this, okay? I have no issue with TikTok. I have no issue with the metaverse. I have no issue with NFTs. My only gripe is that they have to become one. Like regular society, TikTok, social media, NFTs, they all have to go into the metaverse. So you'll have the metaverse Uh, and then you'll have reality. And you can't make the metaverse like coercive. You have to make it optional, okay? If the metaverse is optional, voluntary. If the metaverse is completely voluntary... And it only and TikTok and NFTs and all these other crap things exist only within the metaverse and not in reality. I'm fine with it. Go for. it. You can plug yourself into the Matrix and live there and watch Charlie D'Amelio dance um, her butt for seven seconds every single day for the rest of your life and listen to garbage music and trade your digital house. Um, but just, just, just leave me alone.
0: That's yeah. <laughs> just, okay. just
1: leave me alone and don't interact with with the rest of society because the rest of society has. Things to do. Has things to do and problems to solve and has worlds to colonize. Okay. We have to get to Mars. Okay. We're, we're going to Mars. Uh, I will be on the first shuttle with Elon Musk, hopefully, and we're going to go to Mars. But, or even better, we'll make, we'll, we will leave Earth and we'll go, we'll go live on Mars and then we'll just call the Earth just like Meta Earth. <laughs> and, and then everyone can live in the little pods and can just sit in their pod with their little goggles on and never leave and be on an IV drip for the rest of their lives and we'll go live on mars and we'll drive around cyber trucks and it'll be awesome i i'm down with that
0: we'll be in the real new world <clears throat> yes the new real world yes or yes
1: and we'll just we'll just change um the name mars to just like reality
0: call sign new earth
1: yes yeah, so a new call sign new earth reality um so i'm all in favor of the metaverse as long as it follows those those criteria. So, you know, someone's like, "Oh, Jacob, that's so mean. You would want half the population to plug themselves away." Yes, because if somebody was willing to just plug themselves away to this fake reality, I probably didn't want to be friends with them. I probably didn't want to meet them at any point in my life. So, am am I? Is there any loss? Is there any? Is there any negative aspect to this? I'm only seeing positives here. Okay, my little pro and con board is pretty heavy towards the pros right now. So. That's, that, that is my official statement on the Metaverse, on NFTs, on TikTok. They can exist, but they have to just be, be, be all, all one package. <clears throat> so if you're like, hey, I, I can't get TikTok on my phone. Um, well, have you, have you connected to the Metaverse? <laughs> no? Oh, well, see, that's your problem. That's
0: your problem. Oh, okay. All right. And then the rest of us can go back to flip phones. No more smartphones.
1: No more smartphones?
0: No more smartphones and computers will only exist in libraries.
1: Only exist in libraries. What do you? What if you need like type a type a uh, like like I don't know like a document or something?
0: Uh, okay, you can have a personal computer, but it'll it'll only have Word and Excel and very limited capabilities to the internet.
1: Maybe we'll see about that. Um, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? That's it. So yeah, so um a couple a couple things to 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 note for the show. Um, I am slowly but surely moving everything over to um, a new web a new email hosting site called um, proton mail it's completely end-to-end encryption <clears throat> I have a personal account over there that I'll be using for now um, but the standing brothers show at gmail.com we're going to probably start um, like slowly drifting all of the um, websites we use with that we're gonna nuke it um I'm, I'm slowly gonna be on to going to migrate that over to proton mail so i have to i have to like um get a a deal with proton mail so i can have multiple email accounts which is fine um but i'm trying to get slowly more and more away from google i've been kind of working on that this um this month and then in february gonna be working more at that i know that i have to use chrome for school like it it won't it won't work any other browser so that's fine i'll just be for school purposes but slowly moving everything over to Proton. So um, on all the Substack articles, I'll be linking down my Proton um, mail address down there. And that's the best way to get in touch with, with, with me now. Um, I'll stop posting the Standing Brothers show at gmail.com um, in the description for, the, for, for new podcasts. Um, and I'll, I'll just put down my personal email for now until I can get an official show Proton email um, up and running. Um, second thing, be on the lookout. I think Monday I'm going to be up um, posting a new full-length article on my Substack. It is um, on the drug war. It's going to be spicy. So um, if you, I, I, I encourage people to read it. I know this is going to get a lot of flack. Um, what i what I may do is if it gets enough traction, I may answer questions about it because I know people are going to have different opinions. Um, even people who I think largely agree with me will still disagree on some aspects of it which is going to be fine what we
0: could do is if anyone has any questions just email you will remain anonymous and we'll answer on the show yeah
1: um so what i'll do is uh is that i will look for that monday morning i think it's, it's done i i'm just i'm just doing some proofreading and trying to find some um sources to cite and stuff like that right now and the grammar um yeah i'm just trying to proofread and grammar check it right now so but look for that on monday to come out um after that, I'm definitely going to be do doing a album review and other music. Those don't take, those don't take quite as long to do. And um, we have a surprise coming up. Yes. We have a, a non-political podcast coming. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, but it's going to be a podcast solely directed towards music. So we're, I think what I'm thinking about doing for that one is we're going to record it over the weekend and release it for for, for Patreon subscribers first. So probably um, release it... As soon as, as, soon as, as soon as we're done recording it and editing it, we'll go and upload it to Patreon for subscribers only. So if you want to listen to that early, I'm thinking I'm probably going to release it like... Give it like three or four days on the Patreon page before it goes to Spotify. So if you want to listen to our music-only... Podcast. You're not talking about there's no politics, no COVID, no nothing, just straight. No NFTs, no metaverse, metaverse, no TikTok stars, um, no economics. We're just talking straight music from the heart. Um, Be on the lookout for that probably Sunday evening is the plan to record that. So if you want to listen to that early and you want to jump on the bandwagon first, and you'll also get links to um, the Spotify playlist that we're going to be referencing from in that music only podcast we'll have the links for that down below where you can um, go and listen to those um, playlists first <clears throat> so if, if you're interested in that get subscribed join the website down below on um, patreon um, patreon.com forward slash the standing brother show is the way to do that five bucks a month gets you access to every single episode one day early you can also buy a t-shirt from our teespring store they're pretty cool got it got one and um, again, reach reach out to the show JacobStandridge dot com is the best way to get in touch with me. So yeah, also the Substack is always there. I did a little thing Should yesterday. Put my email up there too. Um, if you want, I'm I'm just doing my email right now. Just first, just just until I can get the show's email That's up. Fine. So just it's like a temporary email right now. Um, but if you want to get on Joe's email too, um, you can always just link it down below if you want to get in touch with you personally. Um, so yeah, that's the show, episode 135. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, links will be down in the description below. Check out the substack later on on Monday. And I wrote something yesterday about the New York Times is beginning to feel the pressure on the COVID narrative. Go read that. It's, a, it's for not long. It's only about a paragraph or too long. Um, it's Friday, so that means the weekend is upon us, and you know that always means I'm gonna encourage you guys to go do something awesome this year. Or this this weekend, especially this year, and um, go have fun, go be with friends and family, um, go do something fun and inter- interesting. I know that my weekend will be full of school and writing um, articles and fun stuff like that. But for the rest of you out there who don't have a, a miserable existence of being scammed um, by a big big universities, as myself, uh, you can go do something else. That would be awesome. But I love you all. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, the support. And comments mean the most to all of us. Joe, you have anything you want to say to the good like,
0: people? Like, share, subscribe, and give us a 10! Yes, we g-
1: give me a 10! <laughs> a 10! Those of you who don't know, that is a Craig Ferguson reference. Uh, wasn't that the warm-up comedian? Yeah. yeah he <laughs> comes out and he's like, give me a 10! People are like, what's a 10? But I don't know, but give me a 10! <laughs> we call him a
0: comedian, he's not really a comedian.
1: He's, he's a, the, yeah, he's, he's, not, he's, not, he's, not, he's not really a comedian.
0: Anyway.
1: Right. Um, guys, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Peace. got a bunch of
0: guys about We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.